It was an article that ran just this week, April 17th, 2023, in Great Britain regarding the dangerous space between the train and landing at Bank Station. Despite seven years and 700 million pounds of upgrades that have been done, Londoners can only focus on one thing. It's this particular London underground location that commuters have labeled a death trap. The underground has its origins in the Metropolitan Railway. It was the first underground passenger railway that our world ever had. It opened on January the 10th of 1863. And for some 160 years, it has transported people through their daily life activities. But from the beginning until now, the concern has always been for safety. You see, some of the platforms on the London Underground are curved. Where the train stops, there is a natural curvature on the line, and the trains that run those tracks are straight themselves. So it's in these locations they can't make adjustments that an unsafe gap is created when that train stops at the curved platform. Englanders have come to understand that that is a dangerous position. You can just kind of take a look there. That may be a little larger than scale. Okay, a lot larger than scale. But it helps me emphasize the point. And it's a dangerous spot. You can just imagine that as you're stepping off that train that you've got to be careful. It was about five years ago that my son Justin and I had the privilege of stopping through London en route to Scotland at the Bible school there. And, and sure enough, as we were exiting that train, we heard the phrase come over the loudspeaker system, mind the gap. For 160 years, the people of England have had to mind the gap. The phrase was coined in 1968 for a planned automated announcement that would be issued every single stop at every single station to warn passengers about the potential for falling. Mind the gap. It was a concise warning because it was easy to paint. It was easy to relay. If you remember, it was uh, chosen to they chose to use uh, a recording that wasn't. Um, uh, it was data. It was a digital recording, and and at that time in 1968, digital media was expensive, and and so it had to be short and concise. It was going to be used over and over and over again, and and so that phrase was coined. Mind the gap. Mind the gap that you're about to step over. Mind the gap at this station. And every single station has that phrase coined and penned and communicated to the passengers. It's a concise warning. It, it kind of works its way into your mind and it's become popular. How many have ever, ever heard that phrase before? Mind the gap. Mind the gap. It's not original to Britain now because the problem's not original to Britain. The statement has become to be used worldwide to warn real people of the real danger of falling. From Europe to Asia, Australia to America, the phrase is used, mind the gap. It's a universal problem. The possibility of falling doesn't discriminate based on the age or stage of your life. It's a reality that we all face and are challenged with. We just come through this season of winter. The older I get, the more fear I have of falling. I'm only outdone by my wife. 
Kathy has become to be the little lady shuffling, not stepping, shuffling across the ice or the snow. It could be bare pavement, and her walk would be somewhat like this. Now, she's got higher heels than I've got. She's a little more cautious than I am, and maybe in younger years I would have made fun of her, but not anymore, because she says, I'm just too worried. It's not worth. It's not worth her pride. The risk of falling is greater than her pride to look like she's got this, you know, long stride and positive step. She's just determined that if it's slippery outside, I'm just going to quietly and carefully make my way along. And I don't give her a problem with that because I need her now more than ever. Somebody say amen if you know what I'm talking about. You know that I need her. You know, as long as people are still falling, the message needs to be proclaimed. Mind the gap. There's a reason that we learn to walk when we're only two feet tall. It's a lot closer to the ground from there. The reality of falling is part of the learning experience that we all have, but I've also come to understand that the cost of falling is too great to ignore. The price tag of missing the message still merits that we take time to remind everyone to mind the gap. If we could for a moment shift the mentality from passenger trains in England to our spiritual walk. I would say to the church today that we have got a great responsibility to mind the gap. It would seem that as we get closer to eternity, the opportunity of falling seems to have increased. The gap that once seemed fairly minimal, the, the train seemed to run on the track closer to the platforms that we have to embark on every single day, but it seems like the gap has increased as time has gone on. This train that is bound for glory, this train, is still requiring us to make stops at life along the way. We aren't the kind of church that's going to hole up in a, in a bunker mentality. We're not going to separate ourselves from society. We've still got to walk the normal paths that we all walk. But here's what I do know, is that we have got to be careful because there are some very distinct and dangerous gaps that we all have got to step over in this world that we are a part of. The gap seems to be getting greater. It seems to be getting a little wider. It seems that care is needed where, where perhaps care wasn't required before, where we just kind of just routinely stepped off into life. Now we've got to be careful about where we're stepping. Now we've got to be mindful. And the echo that I want to, to kind of play in our ears as we go through Monday through Sunday is simply this, mind the gap. We've got a responsibility to be aware of our environment. It's that little gap that has created so much problem in England, but there's a spiritual gap that is creating havoc amongst the people of God. Hell has done its best to make the way treacherous. And if Paul could admonish and would admonish the church of Ephesus a few thousand years ago, I'm sure that his message still rings clear. He said, see then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. There is a responsibility that we have to walk carefully in this world that we live in. The danger is real. The gap is real. And the fall is real. See that you walk carefully. 
It's interesting to me that you can't board or disembark that natural train without the warning playing, the sign shouting, mind the gap. Sin has always been compared to a fall. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 12 says, Wherefore let him that thinketh he standeth take heed, lest he fall. Mind the gap. Jeremiah spoke about humanity's backslidden state in chapter 3 and verse 25. He said, let us be stretched out on the earth in our downfall, covering ourselves with our shame, for we have been sinners against the Lord our God, we and our fathers, from our earliest years until even till this day. And we have not given ear to the voice of the Lord our God. Jeremiah was that voice crying out to the people to say, be careful because this world that you live in has an intention to bring you down. And he said, if we find ourselves in that position, if we find ourselves in that location, it's because we have not given ear to the voice of the Lord our God. Because since humanity has began, since we stepped out of the garden, the voice of God has always challenged us to mind the gap. We have got to be careful about where we're stepping. It was that mind the gap that came. It came to Cain in that season where he was contemplating what he was going to do to his brother Abel. And, and God said, Cain, be careful because sin is always lying at the door. It's waiting for you to take a misstep. It's waiting for you to, to not be aware of where you're walking and where you're treading. So be careful, Cain, because sin is there waiting for you just to make one wrong step. I'm talking about a real adversary this morning. It would seem that as time goes on, the apostle places a greater vigilance and a higher requirement on those of us who are closest to eternity. He told Thessalonians 2, chapter, chapter 2, verse 3, he said, Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first. We're going to do our level best to ensure that nobody falls away. We're going to do everything that we can. We're going to put signs up. We're going to put the message out to mind the gap. We're going to do everything that we can as a church. But the reality is, is that somewhere in this end time season, there's going to be a falling away. Are we going to pray that people don't fall? Yeah, we are. We're going to pray. Are we going to reach? Are we going to teach? Are we going to do everything that we can as a church? Yes, we are. But the, the truth of the matter is, is that the word states that there shall come a falling away first. There's going to be a falling away. I can understand that the world would want to water down a message of truth. They would want to make allowances for sin. They would want to preach an ideology that allows them to live any way that they want to live. In essence, they don't want anyone to realize that there is a gap to mind. This world that we live in is getting more and more treacherous. I had an article forwarded to me this week about the real rise of pagan religions. Ancient religions that seem so foreign and ungodly that are now making a rise amongst society. They are once again beginning to preach the virtues of vices. The things that we would call sin are now called acceptable. I'm not going to be that hard this morning. We're going we're to turn in just a moment. But I, I want the reality to settle in about the gap that we've got to step over in our lives. 
I, I want to remind us that this world gap is widening. It's not diminishing. So if we've ever sent or said the message before, we've got to state it clearer than ever before today. Mind the gap. Be aware of what's happening in a world. It's, it's time to be dil diligent. It's time to be, it's not time to be ignorant. It's time to be aware of all of the devices that the enemy would bring to the table. It's time to be aware of those. I saw that Boston's Copley Square is going to host SatanCon next month. There are 800 registered attendees that are outright declaring their religion as Satanism. Now they've tried to cloak it in, in, uh, in this picture of, of virtue. They've tried to say, well, it's just our religion. I think we got a picture of Baphomet there, if you want to go ahead and throw that to the screen. This, this is the idol that sits in the satanic temple. But it isn't just in the satanic temple where they've allowed this to sit. They brought that to, uh, it was in 2018, they brought it to the state of Arkansas to the grounds where the Ten Commandments had been placed by the state, citing their religious freedom as their position for this. And, and this idol has been set up and declared as all right by the Satanists. This is the, I'm not trying to to be shocking this morning. This is just reality. As a matter of fact, this is five years old. This story is five years old, and, and it hasn't gotten better the closer that we get to the end time. I, I'm, I'm telling us that we've got to mind the gap. The world that we're living in is becoming increasingly evil, and it's time for the church to let our light shine like we have never shone before because we do have the promise that the darker the night, the greater the light is going to shine. It's going to show up in the most unapparent places. But if we have determined that we are just going to let our light shine, we have the promise that darkness will be dispelled. Come on, church. It's time to mind the gap, but it's not time to step back. It's not time just to get back in the train and say, well, I'm not getting out. I'll tell you, our world needs you more than it ever has before. So it's time. Come on. It's time to declare who we are and what God has done for us because he's the God that we sang about this morning that's a savior. He's a deliverer. He's a sustainer. He's a life changer. He's a way maker. He's the God that can this morning. <laughs> there are all kinds of of reasons that, <clears throat> that we have got to be stronger than we ever have before. It is not time to be quiet. I'm, I'm not talking about making fools of ourselves, but I, I'm just saying that we need to stand our ground very carefully and articulate what we believe to a world that needs to hear the power of the blood and the power of the testimony, the power of what God is able to do in our lives. Because the fall is real. The fall is real. It was 1 Timothy chapter 3, Paul again, he was speaking about the requirements for service, for Christian service to Timothy. He said, not a novice, lest someone being lifted up with pride would fall into the condemnation of the devil. Moreover, he must have a good report of them which are without, lest he fall into reproach and the snare of the devil. It's this snare that we've come to remind you about this morning. It's an old message, yes. We all know about it, but we could all use the reminder as we go through life stepping off that glory train into our world and our daily activities that we have got to mind the gap. 
We've got to mind the difference. We've got to mind the fact that we are, come on, we are in this world. Even though we are not of the world, we are in this world. And God knows who he needed in this end time. That's why he picked you. That's why you're in the room this morning. It's not coincidence, not happenstance. It's not just chance or luck that you're here. I'll tell you what it is. It's that God's got a divine design on your life. And he's saying, in this end time, when sin abounds, grace does much more abound. And I just need someone that can preach the power of grace. I just need someone that can tell somebody about how God can turn their life around. I, I'm, I've not come to preach the, the greatness of our enemy. I have come to preach the greatness of our God. I've come to declare his greatness. Come on in this room this morning. We have come to say we don't have to be afraid. Yes, we've got to mind the gap, but God's got us on location. He's got us on point. He's got anointing in our lives. He's come to use every single heart, every single soul. God's going to do some great things through this great group today. That is what I know. It's time. Yes, we're aware of the snare. Yes, we're aware that the enemy is seeking to devour and he's seeking to divide and he's seeking to distract us. But when a church goes with a mindset, I'm minding the gap, but I'm minding the lost. I'm minding, come on, I'm minding the mission that God's got me on. I am going into purpose for life. God's got a plan for us today. It's in this recent resurgent. Yeah, that's all right. It's too easy to get distracted. You know what? You know what church church is? You know why we need church more than ever before? So much the more as you see the day approaching. I'll tell you why. It's when we get it's when we get filled back up. It's when we get pointed back at purpose. It's when sometimes along the line we, we, got, we got just kind of caught by the gap. We, we just got a little sideways. We, we didn't realize where we were. We didn't, but when we get back in the presence of God, we get reoriented. We get back on track. We get, come on, we get directed toward the purpose that God has designed for us. His anointing comes on us. Reality happens in this room. Miracles occur in this room. The reason for the resurgence of the mind the map message in London is because injuries are still occurring. It was just very recently a child slipped between the train and the, and the, the, the station when her caregiver happened to look away for just a moment. And, and in that moment, she slipped down between the train and, and the, sta- the, the landing. And, and uh, it was some, some wonderful passengers that saw what happened and reached out and grabbed her and pulled her to safety. But they're still sending the message out clearly at every single station because the gap is still there. So you got to be intentional about remembering. And, and I'm sure that if you're like me, you get on a place train like that and the first thing that happens, the phone comes out. And, and if you're a little distracted like me, I'm a people watcher. I love watching people. And especially if it's new, Joss, I remember, you know, I was going to Piccadilly Square and or station. I can't remember what it was called. See, that's my brain right there. But I, I still remember that, you know, you're, you're so enamored with what's going on around you that it's easy. You can see how easy it is just to, to misstep. It's easy. It's easy to miss that requirement that we, 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 if, we, if we're not careful, we'll fall. 
This is bring back another story about falling. I'll go ahead and tell it. You say, can you fall in church? Yeah. Mind the gap. It was a service where the glory of God was here. And it was just one of those times that I, I just felt like jumping. I was jumping. And I was, you know, jumping with my eyes closed, tightly shut, celebrating. And the monitor used to be here. And I somehow, in, in my leaping for joy, I got sideways. And then I was not minding the gap. And in one moment, when my celebratory leap turned into the great fall. And I remember because my heel caught the monitor with my eyes shut and I was already on the, you know, the bounce. And I remember opening my eyes and I could see my feet and the ceiling. And I thought, this is not good. And the monitor came with me. Brother Phillips, you were dancing up here too. You were doing the, this train is bound for glory shuffle. And I remember I was, I landed on my neck. Andy Robinson was in the sound room, was lower than he ran down the center aisle. Because he said, I was sure you broke your neck. And I wasn't sure I didn't. <laughs> and I remember getting up and I was just kind of. I was seeing stars, and I, I managed to make my way over. The platform was back a little further than I managed to make my way over, and I was, I was literally holding on. Didn't mind the gap. I was holding on, and, and Pastor, you know, not much distracts him. He did see the fall, but he was determined. He leaned over and he said, someone needs to be baptized. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to stand up or not. Mind the gap. Just fall, just so easy. It can happen in just a moment. In the right place, doing the right thing. And, and even then, sometimes the fall can happen. So how, how quickly can we fall sometimes when we're in the wrong place, doing the wrong thing? And I'm not so naive as to believe that in this room, there are some people that maybe your mindset's directed in the wrong direction right now. Somewhere along the line, the enemy has allowed you to believe that the snare is very enticing and that you can handle the sin, but I'd like to let someone know today that the snare is dangerous. Mind the gap. Be careful this morning because you can't handle sin. You were never meant to handle sin. You were never intended to control sin. It's too dangerous out there. It's time. I'm just saying it's time for us to get things back in order. Mind the gap. The enemy, that snare that Paul warned us about is too great a responsibility. It's too, it's too, come on, the the output of the other side of you walking into that snare, it's too great a loss. It's the daily activities sometimes that can get us. It's the daily motions where we just get caught in a routine and the next thing we know, we're slipping. It, it looked harmless. It seemed like we could handle it. But the reality is, it's just the wrong moment. Satan's snare catches the one who was just slipping. The one who just took their eyes off the prize for a moment. The one that 
that, that just, just was almost there. But and you say, well, you're, you're being a bit legalistic, aren't you? No, no, I'm, I'm talking about the power of the blood is enough, and I believe in the power of the cross, and, and I believe all of that. But I, I'm, I'm saying that we have got to be careful. In this world, there's, there's just uh, uh, something that's rested on my spirit in the last few days just, just to send a warning. And I've been here before. I, I've been in places and times and seasons where God has just issued the warning. And I've, I've, I've given it to people. I said, you're, you're walking the wrong way. You're going in the wrong direction. And, and I've heard people come back with the response that everything's all right. They've got it all under control. When, when in that very moment and in that very season, their attention was directed. Their attention was, was, come on, going in the wrong way. They were intentionally walking in the wrong direction and thought they could handle it. And, and then later we would come back and reconvene only to say, I wish that I had heard, and I wish that I had listened. Am I saying it's nothing about the man, but it is about when God begins to send a message and a warning that, that it's time for us to heed, and it's time for us to watch out, and, and God's just speaking through the Holy Ghost to say to somebody, mind the gap. Mind the gap. Mind the gap. You say, is it all bad news? Uh-uh. It's not. My favorite, one of my favorite verses in scripture and my favorite verse for this lesson this morning is found in Jude 24. It says, now unto him that is able to keep you from falling. You see, we can go about our calling because God will keep us from falling. The reason, why would you, why would you take the risk? I'll tell you, because people are worth the risk. Our world is worth the risk. And God hasn't sent us. God hasn't sent us into the world without the right equipment. He hasn't sent us without the right ability. God has gifted us to meet the needs of the season that we are walking in right now. Would you clap hands to the Lord? We can come back to the music. Not only is he able to keep the keep us from falling. He said he's able to present us faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. He's able to. But that's why it's more critical than ever before for us to be in sync with the spirit. It's more critical than ever before for us to be aware that God is talking to us and that we talk to God. Our day has got to be Benchmarked with prayer. Our day has got to be led by the Spirit. And our day has got to start not with our word, but with His. We have those responsibilities. Why? Because there's a gap. Scripture says, strengthen ye the weak hands and confirm the feeble knees. Say to them that are of a fearful heart, be strong. Fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, even God with a recompense. He will come and save you. We don't have to be afraid today. We've got a God that's on our side. We've got a God that's working to strengthen us. We've got a God that's working to keep us. Well, we've got a God that has requirements of us. We all love the promise that we read in Isaiah chapter 35 and verse 5. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened. 
The ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap as in heart and the tongue of the dumb sing. For in the wilderness there shall be waters break out. Someone say amen. Someone shout hallelujah. She said, some of you know me well enough that there's a flip side to this. There's not really. Water shall break out in streams in the desert and the parched ground shall become a pool and the thirsty land springs of water. In the habitation of dragons where each lay shall be grass with reeds and rushes and, and then it says this, and a highway shall be there and a way and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it but it shall be for those the wayfaring men though fools shall not err therein. There is a highway. There is a place that you can fall from. It's a highway. Without a doubt, we're not hiding the fact that there is a responsibility and there is a call to holiness. And holiness is a separator. Holiness calls us to another level. Holiness won't let us just walk in the world permanently. Holiness does bring us to another level. It does. That's what holiness is. It's a highway. So yes, you could fall from that high place, but here's what I know. It's in that place when there are people of God that separate themselves unto holiness. When there are people that realize, you know what, I, I'm in this world, but I don't want to be of this world. It's in that place that God is able to do the miraculous. And it's in that place, that's the place where the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ear of the deaf shall be unstopped and the lame man shall leap as a heart and the tongue of the dumb, dumb sing. That, it's in that place where God does this miraculous work. It's in this place called the highway of holiness. So Pastor Jack, I don't want to get on a highway because I don't want to fall. I'm saying, no, God's able to keep us from falling. But our world needs a church and our world needs people that are on the highway of holiness. A world that some people that say, I, I'm just going to step away. I'm, I'm mindful of the gap. I don't want to go down. I want to stay up in this place that God has called me to. There's a responsibility that God places on an end time church. There's a responsibility that rests strongly upon us. It's a burden. If you're willing to bear, God will place upon you. And it's found more distinctly in Luke chapter 10. Jesus answering the questions about responsibility and he speaks a story. He said a certain man went down. A certain man fell. He was on his way down from Jerusalem to Jericho. You see, Jericho was the place of the curse. Joshua had said, curse be the man that rebuilds Jericho. And here's why. Because Jericho was supposed to be the, the testimony of the greatness and the goodness of God. Those walls that seemed impenetrable, that were now flat on the ground, was the place that God said, I will fight your battles. I will fight your victory. Jericho was never supposed to be rebuilt because it was supposed to be a testimony of the greatness of God. So it was the place that, was, that Joshua declared to be the place of the curse. And, and so when you have a man that is going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, he's on his way down. Very true. He is going from a place of 
highway. He is going from the place, Jerusalem was the highest place. Everywhere else that you went from Jerusalem was down. But it says the next thing that happens when you don't mind the gap is that he fell among thieves which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. And CCC was a two-pronged approach to the end of the message this morning. One part is for the many of us that have been around for a long time. By chance there came down a certain priest that way and when he saw him, when he saw the man fallen, when he saw the one that had had fallen from that place of a higher estate, it said that he saw him and he passed by on the other side. I'm not going to get close to the gap. I, I'm just going to stay back here. I, 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 I'm just... No, no, no. That's, that's not right. The Levite was next and he came along and he did, he did the exact same thing. He saw the man that was fallen, but, but his response was, you know, I'm just going to, I'm going to stay over here. I, I'm going to keep myself pure. I'm going to keep myself clean. I, I, I'm not going to... I'm on my way to the temple. I, I don't know where, where they were heading. I don't know where they were coming from. But the reality is, is that they were wi not willing to engage in the responsibility to reach someone that had fallen. CCC, we have a responsibility to reach the one that has fallen. We have a responsibility to reach the ones that are fallen. We are not, we have not been, and we are not going to be the kind of church because the gap gets greater and the challenge is stronger and the difference is more significant. We are not going to be the church that passes by on the other side. We need to engage. We need to reach. Come on, I... I I'm not trying to be dramatic this morning, but if they have fallen, then we've got to do whatever it takes to get down and, and reach with everything that we have. Mind the gap, but be mindful of the mission that God has placed us on. Mind the gap, but be mindful that God has us on location, and God has anointed us and appointed us, and we have a responsibility to reach. And that's why we love the part of the story that said a certain Samaritan as he journeyed came to where he was and when he saw him he had compassion on him. And he went and he bound up his wounds pouring in oil and wine and set him. What did he do? He picked him up and he set him upon his own beast and he brought him to an inn and took care of him. That is our responsibility today. That is when we see someone in need, when we see someone that's fallen, when we see somebody that's broken, when we see somebody that's on their way down, our responsibility isn't to go by on the other side. Our responsibility, come on, it's a mind the gap but to reach the sinner and pull them to safety we're not too weak you say well I found myself in that place I fall in Pastor Jack 
I didn't mind the gap. I'm, I'm in a bad state. I'm in a bad way. I'm in a bad place. Can I, can I tell you that the cross that we sang about this morning is enough? to meet the need that you have in your life. You haven't gone too far down that God can't reach you and pick you back up. You haven't gone to a low estate. I tell you what, God will, God will go to where you are. God will reach you. He will, he will do whatever it takes. Get our schedule messed up, messed up and mixed up. God will, come on, he will turn us around and put us on point to reach someone that's lost. God will do that. And so will CCC. We haven't come to condemn. That was Jesus' word. He said, neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. The woman that was caught in the act of adultery walked away with a purpose and a plan. And she walked away free. Had she fallen? Yes. But she found a Savior that said, I'm willing to reach you where you are. I'm willing to pick you back up. I'm willing to put you back in place. God will do that for every heart and every life today. Would you stand together with me? I'm preparing to close, but I know. I know that the burden, the burden doesn't come so we can preach a message. The burden comes because people need to respond. The lesson today is because God's challenge is reaching someone. You're not so far down that God can't pick you up. You're not beyond the reach of his outstretched arm. And you're not in a place with people of condemnation today. You're in a place where people celebrate the return. You're in a place where people rejoice when somebody makes their way back. Because we've all, we've all been where you're at. We've all been in that place where we once were looking down, but now we're looking up because we've fallen. And so you've got a room full of people that will celebrate every step that you take toward making things right with God. That is the power of repentance, and that is the power that God places in lives. I'm going to pray together. They're going to sing in just a moment. But without a doubt, all of those songs, we don't organize the music. They just let the Spirit lead and guide and direct. But God ordained this whole service for somebody today to let you know that He knows where you're at. That home is just a step away. Father, I thank you, God, for the help that comes from you. In this room today, I ask that your presence would surround God that it would strengthen those that are weak God feeble knees God those that are shaking with fear with uncertainty God the lie that the enemy would say is that if you knew if they know about you they won't accept you but the reality is God you have placed that compassion that you have for the lost in the hearts of these people today. And God, I ask that you would let your word reach where we can't. God, let your voice speak the words that we can't. God, draw by the power of your spirit this morning.
I ask that you'd work in this altar, God, as we lay things down. God, as we lay down ideas that have got us going in the wrong direction, as we lay down mentalities that have moved us away from your purpose, God, as we, God, as we lay down worldly mindsets that have crept in and the snare that Satan has set seems so strong at holding people in their life where they are, God, you have come to set them free. Thank you for the spirit of liberty. God, release every bound heart and every bound life in this room this morning. I, come on, I feel a little prophetic unction at work right now. I wish someone would just begin to pray that God is restoring and that God is releasing. I need an intercessor just to lift your voice. It don't matter. We are an apostolic church, so if you would just begin to pray in the spirit. Someone, if you just begin to pray with understanding, God's changing God's changing the scenery in someone's life right now. The outlook didn't look good, but God, you're beginning to transform. You're beginning to, you're beginning to release. God, you're beginning to release that mindset. You're beginning to, to bring liberty where bondage once was. I pray, Father, that you would do it this morning. Hey. 